Welcome to Married to History, where we try to be informative, entertaining, and family-friendly. Aloha! I'm Christopher. I have a fancy piece of paper on my wall that says that I know more about history than most people do. I'm Shirley. I'm a homeschool mom that relies on good curriculum, Christopher, and Hamilton the Musical to teach our kids history. Hey honey, I have I a history. I can't tell you how, <laughs> how much I have enjoyed Hamilton. Not so much because I thought it was an excellent musical, but because of all the questions that you and the kids have brought to me <laughs> about it. The girls, while they were doing their government history class, they, what was it? Oh, they were learning about the Federalist Papers, and they're like, this book says that, that What's-His-Face wrote eight Federalist Papers, but Hamilton says he only wrote five. <laughs> so then they had to go and look it up and see which was correct. And that is the, the musical is correct, by the way. That is the dream. The idea that, oh, they see two pieces of information, or rather two sources with conflicting information, and so you do some more research yeah. to try to get a better idea as to which one, if either, is correct. Yeah. That's the fun of it. Yep, I think they did have fun with that. All right, honey, I have a history question for you. I love history questions. This is actually one from Tertius. He had this question a long time ago and he's is this the one that he's been whining and complaining about okay. yes anxiously anticipating okay this better be good so he wants to know about the great famine of hungary because he figures that must be where they got the name it's an audio format i can't they, they can't hear you face palming and <laughs> all right so i will have to admit I do not know where the Hungarian culture gets its name, but it has nothing to do with being hungry. <laughs> but you don't know. I know, know. that kids. You don't know this. <laughs> it's not that they don't speak English, so it's not about being hungry. So I, I know that this is something that kids love to do is to make jokes about countries like Hungary and Turkey. And Chile. And Chile, yes. <laughs> and I want to say there's at least one, a couple of others, but I can't think of what they are off the yeah. top of my head. But yes, no, it, there's, Turkey is not named after Turkey's. Chile, okay, I can't, I can't be sure, but Chile, to the best of my knowledge, it's not it's named after Chili Peppers. <laughs> and Hungary is not named after the act of being hungry. I, like I said earlier, I actually do not know where Hungarian culture gets its name. Okay. What do you know about Hungary? Uh, Hungary has actually been a larger player in world events than a lot of people might think of for today. So um, today, uh, for to the best of my knowledge, Hungary is... Uh, uh, you can't say that Hungary is a third world country because they're not, but they're on the, they're not a top player. And I do not believe that they are a significant player in most things. Okay. That said though, they have been important to history. The Hungarians were the ones that made sure that the other, that largely are responsible for the Ottoman empire, not being able to expand any further into Europe than it ah. did. The Hungarians, if I remember correctly, are also largely responsible for the Mongolian emperor or empire to not spread as far into Europe as it did. Okay. The Hungarians were key, or the Kingdom of Hungary that existed at the time, mm -hmm. were key players in stopping that from happening. Uh, amongst other things, the Hungarians were the ones that helped Vlad Dracu uh -huh. be able to defend his kingdom from, from the, Ottomans. the Ottomans. Okay. Sorry, forgive me. Does Hungary still exist today? 
Hungary still exists today. Because Europe has changed a lot. Europe has changed a lot, but Hungary still exists it's today. It's still there. Its borders have changed a lot during the last century alone. Uh-huh. But, no, Hungary still exists. So, okay. once upon a t- or uh, about a hundred years ago, it was, or, oh, actually, it's a little over a hundred years now, it was part of the okay. Austro-Hungarian Empire, but after World uh-huh. War One. Hungary was was created as an independent nation and has been an independent nation, to the best of my knowledge, without much interruption since that time. Okay. When I say without much interruption, I do not believe that they were ever conquered by the Nazis or by the Soviet Union. Oh. They were, uh, or at least their government was, willing allies of the of Nazi Germany uh-huh. during the Second World War, and then when they were overrun by the Soviet Union at the tail end of this uh, of the uh, of World War II yeah. they became part of the Iron Curtain but they have more or less existed as an independent country as a fairly autonomous country as a as a individual people shall we say an okay. individual country an individual culture and they still exist today yes so why were they split from Austria though they were split from Austria largely because this is something that a lot of people don't really think about. Austria-Hungary was not a was not a unified culture. It uh-huh. was made up of lots and lots, and I mean lots of different people. Arguably, the largest, uh, with the exception of maybe the Roman Empire, uh-huh. the largest group of most diversified people still under one banner or under one king, one ruler at the time. Okay. So you had Austrians, you had Hungarians, you had Slavs, you had Croats, you had Bosnians, you had Serbians. That was all together? All all the different ethnics and ethnicities and cultures Uh that still exist in Southeast Europe today. Yeah. Yeah, they were all still there. Yeah. during the reign of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. And it was this lack of unity, this lack of uh, harmony between uh-huh. the different cultures that is one of the things that was a major contributor into some of the problems that lead up to World War One. Okay. Uh, this is, believe it or not, also, this is one of the reasons why a certain young man decided not, when World War One broke out, decided uh-huh. not to enlist in the Austro-Hungarian uh, uh, army, the, the the country that he was born into, okay. that he had citizenship of, but instead decided to go to Germany and enlist in their army because he did not want to fight for an army that, has, that fought with and for such a wide diversity of uh, bad peoples. We're talking about Mustache Man, aren't we? We're talking about Hitler, yes. He was Austrian by birth. He was, he was a Austrian. subject of the Austro-Hungarian Empire through most of his life. And he was protesting beca- the diversity because of, of his, his country. Because of his lack of a fondness <laughs> for the diversity of his nation. Yes, he decided to cross the border and sign up for the German that army instead. That sounds fake. That's something that like someone would write in a fiction story. He's protesting the diversity of his country, so he goes and becomes a dictator and well-known genocide so, proponent. Like, like, like all things in history, it's certainly possible that that is not the reasons. Okay. But but in the many things that I have read yeah. over the years, this is a theory that I firmly believe. Wow. I, I have no doubt that yeah, he wanted to he renounced his Austrian citizenship uh-huh. and would rather have been a German. Wow. Wait, did his parent did his parents go too? How old was he? When did this happen? Wait, oh, this happened when he was a uh, young man. Uh, I don't remember exactly what age he was because I don't remember his birthday off the top of my head. Yeah. So I have no idea how old he was when he joined the army. But or he was when an World adult. Yeah, he was an adult. He was enlisting oh, and, in the military. I've, I'm trying to remember. I do not remember this. I want to say his parents might not have even been alive because I think he was raised by a grandpa. Was I he? Don't, I don't remember now. 
Okay. I'm not. Rec- I'm not recalling anything I, I about his bringing matter. up, other than he wasn't overly fond of whoever the male figure in his life was. He had daddy issues. Yeah, whether that was because of his daddy or because of his grandpa or because of somebody else who raised him, I, that, okay. that, that there's an echo of that in my mind, huh. but I I can't hammer down any details. Okay, that's fine. That, Forgive that doesn't me, matter. Hitler's youth is not one of the things that I <laughs> I read about at my leisure. Right, that would probably be a red flag if you did. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with knowing more about. There are plenty of people that know more about him than I do, and that's not a bad thing. I know. Anyways, so Austria Hungary, mm-hmm. very diverse. World War One. At Go. the en- at the end of World War One, the Austria Hungarian Empire is split apart. Wait, so, why? Because of the di- because of the multiple different ethnic groups. But who splits it? Who splits it? Uh, the victors do. So France, okay. Britain, the United States. Uh, no, Russia. I don't believe shows up. Um, okay. Yeah, because after after the Russian Revolution, uh, none of the other countries recognized the red government. Uh, a slight deviation from topic. In the Russian <laughs> Revolution, the Tsar abdicates, okay. and there are two different parliaments, if you will, fighting for control of the of the of Russia, or okay. what will eventually be called the Soviet Union. Uh, there's the White Congress and the Red Congress. Um, uh-huh. Having trouble remembering what their names are. I think one is called the Duma and the other is called the Soviet, but I might be getting those mixed up. Anyway, the um, most of Europe recognized the White, uh, the White Duma or the White Congress. Okay. They call this because of the colors, not because all the people were white. Most <laughs> I didn't Russians make a racist joke. <laughs> But the Soviets, the Red Group, they mm-hmm. were they were much more in power and control. So okay. if, uh, you could argue that it's semi like Taiwan and China. Uh, shortly uh-huh. after the communist revolution in China ends, in that, all right, there are these two groups. Half the countries are saying that this is the legitimate group. The other half of the countries are saying that no, no, this other one is the legitimate group. And okay. so people weren't agreeing on what the legitimate government of Russia was at the time. And I, if I remember correctly, Russia wasn't even invited. I could be wrong. To the meeting to, to, to the divide. To the Paris Peace Conference, to the signing of the Treaty of Versailles, that, amongst other things, uh-huh. split up the Austro-Hungarian Empire into multiple different countries. What's the benefit? Like, why? We're ending a world war. We're mm-hmm. signing peace treaties. Why did splitting up this empire matter so the reasons for splitting up this empire i can't i I have to be honest i've never been quite too sure on like i have a couple of ideas Mm -hmm. um but i don't know that i've ever read anything definitive to tell me if these or to convince me if these are the reasons or not so the main reasons of which i'm aware is number one prevent the austro-hungarian empire from becoming a power again after all they were even though they weren't given full blame for this Uh thing they were the one that started this thing or rather the it was the desire of people in that area to want to have their own independent nations instead of being part of either the dying ottoman empire or the expanding austro-hungarian empire Uh wanting to have their own nations that kind of led to world war one becoming what it was that that was the that was the match that started the the fire Okay. So, so none well, of this sounds familiar at all. Well, that's because not too many people talk about this. The, the, <laughs> okay. the big, the big thing that most people study or most yeah. people learn about at, at about World War One is Germany's fault. Yeah. There. Well, yeah, and, and Austria-Hungary doesn't really get nearly any of the attention at all when any studies of World War One are being done. I just know something about an Austrian prince got shot. Yes, the Austrian... Oh, I was right? Yes, Archduke (laughs) Franz Ferdinand. He was the heir to the Austro-Hungarian throne. He was shot. 
it was his assassination yeah. that, that started that started yeah that was the the match okay i still don't understand how that i don't know <laughs> sorry don't go know ahead what? i don't know anything <laughs> okay so uh, going back to the question that you asked me, so yes. one reason the empire is broken up is because, all right, don't want Austria-Hungary to be a powerful force uh, to start trouble anymore. But did Second, they start trouble? Arguably, if they could, well, yeah, they could have started trouble. But They're, did they? Okay, so I want to be clear. Are you asking me, did they cause trouble before World yes. War One, or did they cause trouble after? Oh yeah, Austria-Hungary caused, caused lots of trouble before World War One. Okay. Austin, uh, the Austro-Hungarian Empire and the Russian Empire and the Ottoman Empire fighting over that region of Europe, southeastern okay. Europe, for centuries, uh, fighting over that area for influence, for dominance, for control of the area, okay. arguing about which people should be given independence or who should control or have influence over the countries that were oh. getting independence. Yeah, the three of them had been causing trouble in that area for centuries. And prior to that, throughout much of Europe's history, Austria has been the cause of some trouble, I guess you could say, here and there. More than a couple of wars that happen in Europe's history are because uh, Austria isn't getting along with France or Britain or Spain or okay. Italy after it's formed. Okay. So it just, they contributed to the general instability of Europe yes. leading up to the World well, War. So one. yes, and in particular because because of the diversity. Got it. So... And it's because of that diversity. That's the second reason why they decided to break up the Austro-Hungarian okay. Empire. Because there's all these different groups of people. And after all, it's the knowing that they wanted their own nations yeah. that kind of started this whole thing. That they decided, all right, we're going to break them up. We're going to give all these people their own nations. Okay. But as we've seen from history since then, uh, their efforts in Versailles didn't really work out. Because as is often the case, all right, they had a good intention, arguably, with uh -huh. this. But it didn't go far enough. Or rather, it didn't satisfy satisfy all parts. So Czechoslovakia, for example, is one of the nations that's created out of the former Austro-Hungarian Empire. Got it. Czechoslovakia does not exist anymore today. It no, no, it's, oh, bro it's broken again. It was broken up again into two different nations uh, shortly after the fall of the Berlin Wall, the Czech Republic, and the, or sorry, sir, shortly after the end of the Cold War. Yeah. Yeah. Today it exists as the Czech Republic and Slovakia. Right. Yugoslavia is another example. Yugoslavia doesn't exist anymore. It's been broken what? up into... Uh, I don't even know if I know all of the na nations that I make up know. what used to be Yugoslavia off the top of my head. So I might be wrong. It's been a while since I looked at a map of this area, or rather since I focused on an area of this part uh -huh. of the world. But I believe what used to be Yugoslavia is broken up into um, parts of Albania. No, Albania was already an independent nation, so that I wouldn't be good. I have no included. idea. But Bosnia, Serbia. Uh, no, Serbia was an independent nation too. I, I don't remember. But Yugoslavia okay. doesn't exist. It's yeah. been broken up into other countries as well. And then the boundaries of Romania and I believe Bulgaria too uh -huh. and... I don't think Hungary's had any border changes, but they might have, those all have changed from time to time as well okay. because of this idea that these people, want. Uh, and modern examples, the same thing has been going on in the former Soviet Union. Yeah. Ukraine is an independent nation now. Yeah. Moldova is an independent nation now. Belarus is an independent nation now. Okay. Finland was actually an example. Finland was part of the Russian Empire for a that long time. That surprises They me. get their independence. I don't remember if Versailles gave them their independence or if they got it before that. Because isn't but yeah, Finland this, part of Scandinavia? 
Finland is part of what we consider Scandinavia, yeah, so but that, it would have been part of the Russian me. Empire for okay. centuries. So yeah, th this this uh, this thing that started, and largely this is all based on the French Revolution. The oh my French, gosh! Yeah, I know we're going back. <laughs> You're going different. farther I'm, back. I'm, I'm gonna try to cinch this up real quick. The, okay. One of the great successes, arguably the longest-lasting legacy of the French Revolution, okay. is that when Napoleon takes over and creates the French Empire and yeah. then conquers basically all of Europe, yeah. the seed that gets planted and sticks around is nationalism. The idea that people it's should Nero's not... Fault? Nero? Who said Not Nero? Nero. I said Nero. I met Napoleon. Napoleon. I was thinking Napoleon. You said Napoleon. I thought I said Napoleon. Napoleon. All right. If, I did, if I did say Nero, I apologize. No. Right. Sorry. So yeah, the French Revolution plants nationalism, and Napoleon's empire is the one that allows this idea of nationalism to be spread around all through Europe. So after... Wait, how? How does nationalism benefit Napoleon and Nationalism doesn't... Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so nationalism by itself does not benefit Napoleon. But okay. the idea, the whole reason that Napoleon is able to come to power is because of yeah. the French Revolution, which was because of nationalism. Yeah. So this idea of what nationalism is does get planted around, does get spread around okay. throughout his empire. Not because that was his goal, but that was it's like culture. a side effect. That was the culture that he was Yeah, spreading. sure. You could call it a cultural contamination, if you will. Okay. So after Napoleon is finally gone and done, they exile him for the second time. Uh, okay. There's no, there's no worry about him coming back. At the Council of Vienna, the the victors of Europe, including Prussia, Britain, uh, Spain, they uh -huh. all the other countries they get, including Austria, get together, and what they decide to do is, all right, we're gonna put everything back the way it was. All the borders are gonna go back to the way it was, and in particular, all of the royals who the oh. French kicked out during Napoleon's reign or before, yeah. we're going to put them all back where they were too. Oh. But a lot of the people in these countries, having had that infection of nationalism, uh -huh. a lot of them say, we don't want that. Yeah, we don't, we don't go want to go back. We don't want them to come back. We want to embrace this idea of nationalism. Okay. This, is, this is why Italy ends up becoming unified. It's largely this idea that they don't want the royals to come back, even though they do end up <laughs> embracing a king before it's all over. Uh, the same thing goes with Germany. There's the idea of forming a German nation that comes uh -huh. out of this meeting. And in the Southeast, especially as the Ottoman Empire continues to be in decline, all these people who the old masters who were never one of them, the, yeah. the Ottoman Turks were never the Slavs or the Croats. In fact, they were very mean to these people yeah uh with them with the old guard going away they want to establish their own new nations and not be under the thumb of anybody else that makes sense but as the ottoman empire is declining well austria and russia want to expand and gain more influence that's the old game that has always existed there's in a Europe. power vacuum yeah. and somebody wants the, to fill the, it the idea of empire has always existed in mm -hmm. europe i mean after all the, the french empire oh it's failed all the old empires mm -hmm. well now they want to take advantage of the situation okay. so yeah it's this uh, this idea of nationalism of people wanting to have their own countries their own government governments where they speak their own culture have their own money have their own government mm -hmm. have their own elections whatever the whatever the cases might be this idea of nationalism is what arguably leads to the the, the spark that starts world war one okay okay now there are other factors of course but and, and again going back to the what i believe is the original <laughs> question it's that same idea that nationalism which uh -huh. we can trace back to at least as early as the french revolution yeah. is one of the reasons for why hungary is an independent nation today instead of continuing to be a part of some larger empire okay so what are they 
today? Are they a democratic republic? Are they under I, a king? I don't know. Yeah. I do not know what their government system is. I do not believe they are still under a monarchy. If they do, it's probably a figurehead monarchy. To the best of my knowledge, they have a representative, or at least a uh, uh, no. I I I don't, don't know. know. I think they have a representative, or at least a mock representative government, but I'm not sure. Okay, okay. Because Dur I... during the Cold War, there were more than a couple of attempts to get rid of the communist government and replace it with non-communist governments, uh -huh. or at least to get rid of the uh, at least to uh, get rid of the pro-Russian communist governments mm -hmm. and replace it with pro-Hungarian communist governments. Yeah. Uh, and I know that I've read about those in the past, but I'm lost on the details right now. Oh, okay. But all of this is kind of talking about modern-day Hungary instead of, uh, I think, what was the unanswered question, the original was, how did why they... are they called Hungary? <laughs> was there a great famine and that's how they got their name? <laughs> uh, no, I do not believe that. Well, I cannot say for sure that I know the sources of the uh -huh. Hungarian culture and their name. I am fairly certain that it had nothing to do with a famine in the land. Do, do their people eat a lot? Is their culture very dependent on food? Not that I'm aware of, no Were more than there? any other culture. <laughs> so so you say it's their culture eats a lot. I don't think there's any culture that eats a lot. There are people that eat a lot. <laughs> well, very rich foods are, are more important to some cultures I, than I, others. <laughs> I have no idea what, the, what Hungarian delicacy is. To the best of my knowledge, I've never eaten at a Hungarian restaurant. And the only person that I'm aware of that I know of who that I've met who was mm -hmm. Hungarian, he didn't offer me any food. We just sat down and we talked for a bit. When did you meet a Hungarian person? When I was in Hawaii. In Hawaii? Was he a tourist? Uh, no, he was a resident. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so random. It was. Not the type of person that you, you expect to run into in Hawaii, but it was no. cool. I mean, everyone goes to Hawaii, but I don't know. Can you tell me anything else about Hungary? Literally anything you could tell me would be new because I I genuinely did not know with confidence that it was still a country today. Yes, it's it's it not one that I hear about on the public stage a lot. It, it is still a country today. It's part of the UN. Unless mm -hmm. I'm mistaken, it is no longer a pro-Russia country and is part of the pro-West countries. Okay. Uh, but I'm not familiar with any, uh, any notable roles it has in any of the decisions or going-ons of what's happening today. Okay. I don't even know where they stand on the, the current conflict between the Russia and the Ukraine. But, I, I don't know. Okay. Wait, the um, the rescuers, the, yes. was she from Hungary? She might have been. She was definitely from that area. She had so like she a was from a South-ish accent. It, it definitely wasn't. She definitely wasn't from Germany. She was definitely from a southeastern European nation. Yeah. If it wasn't Hungary, then I'd be inclined to say it was Rom. No, I don't think it was Romania. I, no, I, she wasn't. I'm Romanian. inclined to say that she was Hungarian or she was Bulgarian. What's the difference? I'm mean, obviously they're different countries. Hungary is but, further to the north. Okay, that's. <laughs> I don't think they share a border. Oh, that's what I needed to know. <laughs> I, I believe Romania is in between them. Or, well, there could be different countries now in between them. At one point in time, Romania and Yugoslavia were in between them. Okay. I really should have a map because I have no idea where any of these countries are. So I have a modern-day, up-to-date map um, on that I include in my World War One lessons to my students so they can uh -huh. see how things have changed from before or from the Congress of Vienna to before World War One to after the Treaty of Versailles and then to today. But yeah, I, 
I don't remember what all the countries are and where they are on that map off the top of my head. It's probably one of the reasons why I put the map in there so that we can look at it instead of me having to memorize it. Okay, so Miss Bianca, the female rescuer from the Rescuers movies, Mm -hmm. um, she is Hungarian. Okay. Because she's voiced by Ava Gabor, and Ava Gabor is Hungarian? Didn't know that. Cool. Okay, so right, I well, do know go. something so about Hungary. So there's something that there's something that Hungary has contributed to <laughs> culture, to to the great world. Because the Rescuers is great stuff. It really is. That was a great movie. I'm kind of surprised that that's one they haven't tried to relaunch. Oh, just give it time. Disney's going to relaunch everything, or not necessarily relaunch it. Give but it time. It's been a long time. Live action. There was a big gap between the original Rescuers and the sequel. Mm. And I wonder, not not as long as there's been from the rescuers down under to today. <laughs> and I wonder if they did what they do, what they try to do at live action. I'd rather they stick with a cartoon for that one. Well, I think. they would probably do quote live action, but it would be like the live action Lion King, where it's just CGI, but it's more realistic animation. Still, I, th- I think that one would be better sticking with cartoons. I don't think they should relaunch any of them. Well, so I rephrase. I don't, I don't like this. I'm live not advocating trend. the relaunching. <laughs> I'm advocating for. I would love to see another story, another adventure. They, for them. they could do a series of rescuers, like they they could. Yeah, they could do an animated kids series. They that can would even be put cute. them in charge of a ranger team. A ranger team. I'm not getting it. The rescue rangers. Oh, a crossover. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Are you ashamed of yourself? I'm so ashamed of myself. I'm kind of ashamed of myself for the bad pun, but then you didn't take it, so I feel better about myself now. I'm so happy I could give that to you. This is why you are the perfect companion for me. Can I'm gonna cut that part out where you said this is why you're perfect, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play that on repeat. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Do you know anything else about Hungary or why their soldiers were? so hungry i don't know <laughs> what why are you still on that it's called a callback it's, it's a, you, you realize that this is probably i would i've never been to hungary but i dare say that this is probably the joke that <laughs> that hungarians get that they think every time mm-hmm. oh every american who's ever come to our country yes. thinks they're the first that has ever told this joke and you've told it how many times in the space of not that even an hour true. not even half an hour true. yet <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Europeans just hate Americans in general, right? So this is why... It's not like we don't give them cause. Exactly. I mean, it's sorry. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know how bitter they are. We can't all successfully get away from Europe. <laughs> <laughs> from England? No, from Europe. All right. Well, do you have anything else to say? I think we're done. Yeah, specifically about Hungary. Uh, only that uh, in a particular World War II game that I like to play, mm-hmm. uh, I, I like to I like to include the Hungarians in my empire because at least according to the rules of this video game, they have an awful lot of aluminum, which is highly necessary for my war machine. Well, now you need to look it up. Is that like their number one um, natural resource? I don't know. It's, well, a video, it's a video game where I play as the bad guys and I conquer the world. So, <laughs> how accurate in general is this video game? Did they do their research? I think they did their research, yes. I've I've encountered a number of historical scenarios that are accurate, or at least that have Mm -hmm. the sprinklings of accuracy in it. Then I'm going to believe that Hungary is a large exporter of aluminum. Okay. I'm going to say it as if it's fact. (laughs) Go for it. I I somehow (laughs) doubt that the people of Hungary are going to sue you for claiming that they 
have a lot of aluminum. <laughs> it's just another reason to hate me. That's fine. All right. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, then please subscribe, tell your friends, and leave us a five-star review. If you'd like to hear a future episode with more information about today's topic, contact us on Gmail, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok at Married to History Pod. Also, please contact us if you have a silly question idea or if there's something from history that you would love to learn about. Just be sure to specify in your message if it's silly or serious, because we don't want to treat a genuine quest for knowledge like a joke. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. My boss said that uh, she was introducing a new uh, employee that we had today, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the last things that she said before the uh, walking away was, "Oh, and a good podcast, by the way." Oh, so she actually listened. She, she supposedly listened to an episode <laughs> or two. That's awesome. Very happy to hear her say "good podcast" instead of uh, "you probably shouldn't say things like that because <laughs> even though you're right, it's going to get you fired." You haven't said anything too controversial. I would hope not, but this day and age, she can. This day and age, something that is safe today will be controversial before I can finish the sentence. Yeah, that's possible.